Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Well, hello there, everyone. I hope you guys are doing awesome. I hope you're not too cold. Um, who loves, loves, loves the snow? Loves it. Who was really excited to get a snow day for everyone who wasn't in Joplin schools? <laughs> Sorry, Joplin schools. Uh, and who out there like does not like the snow at all? Like you'd rather it never be here. Okay, a few of you out there. So I actually, I actually really like the snow. I enjoy seeing it occasionally, and so I'm glad here in. Missouri that we get to see it sometimes, um, and I think it is very pretty, and I'm glad that God gives us the snow every once in a while. So tonight, tonight is our very last Wednesday night of the semester, which is very sad news, um, very crazy that that's already, uh, this semester's already passed by so quickly, uh, you know, and it's, it's also crazy that um, God is, is doing such a amazing things in and through us. Um, so because tonight was the last Wednesday, I have been given the opportunity to uh, speak to you guys tonight, uh, which I'm very, very excited to do. Yeah. And I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you guys why we come here, why we come here and sing songs, why we come here and listen um, to people up here on the stage tell you um, about what God has in serve for your life. And I wanted to tell you why we read scripture. I wanted to tell you why we're here living on this earth. Um, so I thought about it for a while, and I was like, well, what do I want to say for uh, my, last, my last time talking to you guys? And I thought, well, I'm going to Japan. You guys already know that. So I thought, why not talk to you guys about what God is doing in my life and what he's sending me to? Because I thought that's, that is a really cool story uh, in and of itself. But I thought that it would be much better to talk to you something uh, about something that is so much bigger than that, so much better than that. Um, and I thought I would talk to you guys tonight about the greatest person to ever walk the earth. Um, so we've been studying the book of James this semester, and we know that James was the half-brother of Jesus. Um, and we've learned a, a lot of really great things each, uh, each Wednesday night. Uh, we talked about prayer. Uh, we talked about what it means to be in prayer for one another um, and to confess our sins to God. We talked about drawing near to God as he draws near to us. Uh, we talked about how we use our words and how important it is to glorify God with what we say. We've also talked about loving other people and showing value to everyone you come in contact with. And if you remember all the way back to James chapter 1, we talked about what it means uh, to not just read the Bible, but to actually live it out. And what I love about what James has to say is that he got all of his information from the greatest person to ever live. He got all of his information from Jesus, his brother, which is pretty, pretty awesome. And that is why I want to end the semester and my time here at Christ Church with the man that started it all, and that's Jesus Christ, each and every one of our Savior, each and every one of our Lord. And I'm excited to uh, tell you what Jesus um, has to say, because that is exactly why we're here. See, people lead you guys in all kinds of directions, but my hope and prayer is that they are leading you in a direction towards Jesus. And so whoever that is, whether that is a minister up on stage like, like myself or Tyler or Emily or any number of ministers that you guys will have um, throughout your lifetimes, whether that is your parents, maybe that's your friends, or maybe that's your small group leaders that are sitting beside you right now, whoever it is, I pray that they will constantly remind you, constantly remind you that it is Jesus that gives us hope and that it is Jesus that gives us life. 
And in Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9, that's where we're going to spend some time tonight. Um, he talks about how to live a life, how to live a life that is following him. Because that is how we can live the best life, and that's following Jesus. And he gave us three words to remember that. And so those are three words that are very important. It's going to be up on the screen. And that is deny, die, and follow. So repeat after me. Deny, die, die, and follow. Follow. Deny, die, follow. So I'm going to pray, um, and then we're going to get started. So let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, and we are so thankful for who you are and what you do for us. We are so glad that we get to gather here on a Wednesday night um, out of the cold um, in a building um, that we are very blessed by. And I pray, Lord, that we are able to hear what you have to say um, in Luke chapter 9. I pray, Lord, for each and every student and leader in this room, for every person in this room, um, that we constantly are reminded of who you are and what you have in store for our lives. Help us to never forget um, that you are the reason we sing, that you are the reason we worship, and you're the reason that we're here tonight. We love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So in Luke chapter 9, um, you guys can read along with me. Um, This is what it says in verse 23 through 27. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Uh, So Jesus is talking to his disciples right here. And we just saw right in the beginning of Luke chapter 9, one of his disciples named Peter, which maybe some of you guys have heard of Peter before. uh, Peter gave one of the greatest confessions um, that we've heard. And Peter said that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. The Christ, the Savior, the person that came down to save us from the thing that separated us from God. And that's called sin. So Peter is just telling Jesus who he is. And so Jesus takes this opportunity to tell his disciples, yes, that that is true. I am the Christ, the son of the living God. But because of that, because of who I am and who I'm calling you to be, I'm going to tell you what that looks like. I'm going to tell you what it looks like to actually follow me, to allow me to take over your life. And so we see these three words, deny, die, follow. Um, Die is kind of one of those that I'm taking from that pick up your cross and follow me. So I want to talk about each and every one of those um, tonight. And the first one is this word deny. And we need to answer this question to figure out how to wrestle with this word. What does it mean to deny yourself? What is your favorite thing to do? So I want you to lean over to your neighbor. Tell me your favorite thing to do. And as you're doing that, I'm going to bring up a friend of mine to help, uh, to help illustrate this point. So ready? Go. Okay, so you guys have told your favorite thing to do to your friend, and I have asked Farron to tell us her favorite thing, one of her favorite things to do, um, and she told me... Hanging out with my friends. Hanging out with her friends. So who out there likes hanging out with their friends? Good. Uh, do you have any friends out there in the audience right now? Well, my D group. There right. they are. There's all your friends out there, those eighth grade girls. Um, so that is one of your favorite things to do. I got a question for you. Would it be very difficult to give that up, to never hang out with those friends again? 
Yeah, it would be a pretty difficult thing to do. And I'm sure all of you guys would say that if you had to give up the thing that you just said for the rest of your life, that it would be very, very hard to do. But if God, but if God, the Savior of the universe, called us to give up that very favorite thing, do you think you'd be able to do it? Yeah. yeah. If, that's, if that's what God would hand. Yeah. But it would be very, very hard. So everybody give Farron a big round of applause. Thank you, Farron. So for me, denying myself looks a little bit different. I do love hanging out with friends. In fact, I'm a huge people person. But for me, I had to deny something else at your age. And I thought I would show you guys a picture of myself. I think it was sixth grade. And you will, you will, understand, what, you will understand what I had to deny in sixth grade. So for me, denying what I love was none other than eating. I loved eating, okay? And for me, that was really hard to do. I loved to eat. Um, But as you can see, um, eating didn't fare well for me, and I apologize for my hair. My mom cut it, and I thought it looked cool. So um, that is me. That is a family portrait of me. My sisters and brothers are right beside me, but I cropped them out. Um, So yeah, there's me. Sixth grade, everybody. That's me, so you're welcome. So I couldn't, I couldn't leave Christchurch without showing you what I look like at your age. So um, you guys can go to, yeah, put that away. So for me, I had to deny, I denied food. That's what it looked like for me to deny myself. So I just thought I'd show you that to be funny. That isn't necessarily what God is calling you to deny. What God is calling you to deny, deny is anything that is stepping in front of you and Jesus. So if there's anything in your life Maybe it's those favorite things that you just said. God is calling you, if you want to follow him, to deny yourself. To deny whatever it is that you long for. Because if you are longing for something other than Jesus, more than Jesus, then that is what you're worshiping. That is what you're worshiping. And God says that if, Jesus says that if we want to follow him, we must deny ourselves. If we want to be a disciple, we must deny ourselves. So think about those favorite things that you just said. Is that taking the place of Jesus? Is sports taking the place of Jesus? Is your friends taking the place of Jesus? Is reading books taking the place of Jesus? Is school taking the place of Jesus? What is it in your life that is taking the place of Jesus? Because that is exactly what God is very likely calling us to deny. The next word, the next word um, that I have is die. And for this question, um, we have to answer this question Uh, What is the hardest thing that you have ever had to do? What is the hardest thing that you've ever had to do? I want you to think of that in your mind right now. Hardest thing that you've ever had to do. For Jesus, here's what he says. He says to pick up your cross, to pick up your cross daily. Now, this, when Jesus said this, this was before he died on the cross. But Jesus knew what was coming. And in fact, after, after these verses, we'll start seeing Jesus head towards Jerusalem which is where he would be killed on a cross. And that is the hardest thing that Jesus ever had to do. You know why? Because he talks about it whenever he's praying to God in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, he, that's the only thing that he asked God to take, to take away. He asked God, if there's another way, God, please let me do that instead. But not my will, but your will be done. We know that was a very difficult thing for Jesus to do. But to follow Jesus, we are called to do just like Jesus and to pick up our cross daily because that's what it looks like to follow him. 
So what is the hardest things you have ever had to do? What are the hardest things that maybe you're too scared to do right now? Let me tell you one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Something I really don't ever want to have to do again. Um, a couple years ago, uh, my, my brother-in-law was, was killed in a car accident. And as you can imagine, it was extremely, extremely difficult time for my family. Um, but my sister had asked me to preach um, his funeral. And for, for some of you guys, you may have uh, understand exactly what this is like to have someone that you love um, pass away. And so when my sister asked me, I did not want to do that. I did not want to because I knew it would be very, very difficult. But I knew that just like Jesus doing his very hard thing of dying on the cross, what that brought to each and every one of us, hope and life, I had an opportunity to do that at my brother, brother-in-law's funeral. I had an opportunity to bring the hope of Jesus into that very, very difficult situation. And Jesus gives each and every one of us to do those hard opportunities to do that, those hard things as well, if we are willing. If we are willing to say yes. And hopefully, hopefully preaching a sermon at, at someone you love's funeral is maybe not what you're called to do right now. For some of you, it could be, who, who knows what that is? It could be uh, talking to someone at school that you're really scared to talk to because they're mean or because no one else talks to them and you wouldn't look cool because you talk to them. Or maybe a hard thing for you to do um, is to say no to something um, that you're a part of right now or to maybe change friend groups because you know that they are not leading you in the direction of Jesus Christ. But Jesus said that to follow him, we need to pick up our cross daily, every single day. We've got to choose to do things that God is calling us to do. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. But because of God and because of his spirit living inside of you, you have the power to do just that. You have the power. The last word is this. Um, at the end of that sentence, after he says to deny yourself, to pick up your cross daily, he then says, follow me. He says, follow me. So the question we have to answer is, who are you following? Who are you following? Are you following Jesus or are you following something else? Are you following someone else? Because the only person worth following is Jesus. But I I feel like if we're going to talk about following Jesus, we need to get to know Jesus a little bit better. And what better way to get to know Jesus than to read about him in his scripture? So we're going to read a few verses Um, that help us understand who Jesus is um, and what he came to do. So the very first verse um, is out of John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and this is what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. 
Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, was and is an amazing man. He was a a man who did all kinds of amazing things. I'm sure many of you guys have heard the stories throughout your time in church. And if you haven't, I hope that you get to hear some. Because some of those stories are pretty magnificent. We hear stories about Jesus healing people who thought that they would always be broken. We saw Jesus mend relationships. We saw saw Jesus' great power when he calmed the storm. We saw him lead a group of fishermen and other nobodies as his disciples. And he led them to do amazing and wonderful things. We saw, hopefully, some of us have seen the way that Jesus has transformed our lives. Because he truly has. And you know how he did that? By picking up his cross. And his cross was something that I hope none of us forget. Because it is the reason that we have hope, the reason that we have life. It is the reason why each and every one of you are sitting here tonight. Our Jesus is amazing. And I pray that each and every one of you will choose to follow him. Because for me, following Jesus has has been the greatest decision I've ever made. The greatest decision I ever will make. 
And I've been blessed, blessed beyond all measure because of it. And I'm not saying that everything's been easy, but what I am saying is that I have felt joy that I, I never dreamed of. I have hope, hope for a future that is much better than anything we've ever seen here. And each and every one of you guys can have it too. Each and every one of you can follow the one true Messiah that came down to this earth to live a life just like you and me and to die a death and raise again, saving us once and for all from sin and death. And guys, I'll be praying, praying that till the end. Because I want to see each and every, every single one of you in heaven with Jesus one day. I love you guys, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do. It is because of your great mercy, your great love, that we are here. And we couldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Lord, give us strength. Give us wisdom. Help us to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross every single day and follow you. We love you, Jesus. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.